0: Hey guys, just want to take a quick break to talk about Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, we use it here at Purple Octopus Red Sweater, and it's been awesome. Um, So yeah, let me just explain a couple things about Anchor. Um, They have the best tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, This is my first time editing a podcast, and Anchor has made it super easy for me to uh, edit. Um, While hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all platforms like Spotify, Apple, and uh, much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, and best of all, Anchor is totally free. So head over to the App Store now and download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you guys. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode six of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater Podcast. Joined, as always, by Wes. Wes, how are you?
1: I'm great, Evan. How are you, buddy?
0: They're doing pretty good. We're watching um, the first period of the Washington-Detroit game. Uh, we just got done, finished recording a awesome interview with Cameron Mio um, the guy who threw the octopus on the ice for the opening uh, game at the LCA. So awesome interview. Check that out. That'll be coming up here shortly. Um, but I think the main thing we wanted to talk about was the whole Chicago Blackhawks thing uh, that's been developing for over a decade at this point. Um, so Yeah,
1: yeah. And really developing over the last, you know, maybe six to four to six months or whatever. Yeah, um, um, and it goes in, and it goes. To, sorry to cut you off there, Evan, but yeah, it goes in a historical place today where Stan Bowman resigns as the general manager of the Blackhawks, and now it's also known to the league that Joel Quenville kind of said, uh, "You know, we're winning right now, so nobody says anything." So. Uh, I got to think that just maybe just because we don't even know what this league's capable of because of all the weird suspensions and non-suspensions that something might be heading uh, Joey Q's way. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. Um, I mean, I texted you about this. I just wanted a couple
0: of minutes just to kind of bring this into perspective because um, for me, this is, Really close to home. Uh, I grew up as a diehard Red Wings fan, living in the heart of Chicago. Um, You know, when I was growing up, the "quote unquote" dynasty for the Blackhawks was just getting going. Um, So, I mean, it's definitely a weird dynamic that I have with Blackhawks fans. You know, over the years, kind of grew to hate the team. Still, definitely hate them, but in a respected way. You know, like you respect those guys because of what they did on the ice, Uh, like an incredible. Yeah, it's just uh,
1: that because they wear the Blackhawks jersey, you don't like to like them. Right. Exactly. You know, it's, it's the same way I to feel home. about Toronto Maple Leafs. I have exactly. nothing too... against, I, I have nothing against players on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just don't like that. They have a Maple Leaf jersey on.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too close to home. And uh, you know, as far as the stuff that is coming out now um, definitely want to talk about that. Um, I'm sure people listening to this are pretty dialed in with the hockey world, but um, I, I just want to take a step back, like full picture, kind of what this means uh, going forward for the organization and, you know, in the entire hockey world, because like you mentioned, there are going to be people who are going to be affected by this. Um, you know, coach Q, Joel Quinville, he probably will have, I'm not going to say punishment or repercussions, but I'm sure he will have to, you know, have a press conference or something. If not. Yeah, yes. The
1: league, the league will have to address him publicly at some point.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is disgusting, and uh, I don't know if you listen to Barstool Chicago, but if, if Wes, you or anyone listening, strongly encourage you to go check out Barstool Chicago, where uh, Barstool Chief talks about it. He, I think he is the best Chicago Blackhawks uh, journalist-slash-writer in the Chicagoland area, and trust me, I'm pretty in tune with that, so check out what he has to say. I think it's really informative, and he does a good job of being um, uh, not biased and uh, doing a good job of covering it, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He's uh, he's kind of a biased, unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. Where, of course, yeah, he's no, being <laughs> biased for his home team, but he's not being so biased that you're just like, oh, he'll say whatever the fuck he wants for his team. Right. Yeah, yeah, he is very critical
0: of the Blackhawks, and he has been for years. And he, they also interviewed Stan Bowman in their office about a year ago at this point, and um, uh, we're not going to – I'll you know, go too deep into this because it's a little off target, but yeah, he, he holds him to a high standard and he's disgusted by that. I think the whole hockey world is disgusted by what happened.
1: Um, well, I, yes, you know, I absolutely think so too. And to hear um, Brent Sopel, who is an ex player that I yeah. have all kinds of respect for because he was a journeyman that played, I'm sure uh around 6 700 NHL games. I mean, he was around a long time and he comes out and he tells stories about and he was there for the Stanley Cubs in Chicago, I believe, or maybe at least one of them. He was there for 2013, um, yeah. But yeah, it's like hey, man, you got to kind of listen to these guys like you know, like I don't know, it's just it's a black eye to the league, but it's, I, again, I feel good for Brent Sobel that he's able to come out and get it done. And, you know, ahead of him, um, when, uh, you know, Sheldon Kennedy, a former Red Wing had to come out and Theo Fleury years and years later coming out and, you know, all the stuff with the Sheldon Kennedy and Theo Fleury's junior coach and, uh, Graham James, who everybody pretty much, should probably know who it is anyways, but, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, one thing I also wanted to say, uh, the NHL, I don't think has a very historically, um, proud, well, I would say proud, but there have been so many things over the years that like you said, gives it a black eye. And this is one thing. And if I was Gary Bettman, if I was in, um, a place of, uh, power for the NHL, I would be laying the hammer down on the Blackhawks because, um, this stuff is
1: happening, you know, every couple of years, to be frank. And, and uh, shouldn't it? And, and you're right. And shouldn't it? And shouldn't a hammer be coming down to give the Chicago Blackhawks a black eye? But it can't come down from Gary Batman because, I mean, the Phoenix Coyotes should have been out of the NHL before 2007. And, and that's Bettman who just kept him there. Bettman will do whatever he has to do to make sure that he's not proven wrong. He said hockey would exist in the desert. It barely is, but it is. Um, and you know what? I don't wholeheartedly blame Gary Bettman because he's a man who works for 32 men that are owners of NHL teams. They employ him. They give him the power. They can take it away and give it to anybody else they want at any point. So, Gary Bettman's their guy. You know what I mean? If somebody's going to pay you that kind of money, all I can say is take the fucking paycheck, man.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, We don't want this to be like a, a sad party because it's supposed to be like a fun Red Wings podcast. So, um, to kind of wrap things up, the Blackhawks, um, basically their entire punishment was – that they got fined two million dollars and lost their terrible gm in the midst of a terrible year um i mean if that's the biggest punishment that the nhl is going to hand out for something that was covered up for 10 years and that's a fucking joke um i mean yeah i mean the entire front office should be fired anyone involved well i guess actually john mcdonough and uh stan bowman were the last two remaining
1: but but I mean, um, it, it's going to come down to Joel Quinville now. It's going to come down to you know these other people that were, uh, you know, vice presidents or whatever they may be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm so I'm so sick of this. That took this long, and the fact that the Blackhawks wrote the video. I'm not going to say his name. The video coach a letter of recommendation for his next job is also just really disgusting.
1: Yeah, well, and the fact that that somebody like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say because I'm a Windsor native, uh, my mother went to high school with Joel Quenville, and the way anybody in Windsor talks about Joel Quenville is that he's like a perfect human, so the fact that that, that Joel Quenville was involved at something like that kind of disgusts me and makes me uneasy about it, but I mean I guess that's all we really gotta say about it. You know, we can um Yeah, I do we can transition. So, uh what do you think we we didn't talk about Evander Kane last episode, did we?
0: Oh we did. We did for a couple of minutes. Oh okay. Before we okay. do transition, just one last thing about the black yeah. box then we can wrap it up. Um this is like more of the lighthearted side. If they fucking get Shane right, I I told you this over text. I might have said it on this podcast. I will never watch another hockey game in my entire life.
1: So I know, put- but but how many times do you want me to text you back and tell you they are not going to be this bad all year, Evan?
0: Who knows? Do they have a Vesna goalie who hasn't had a bad defense in front of him since the last year was in Pittsburgh?
1: But but he also like when his okay yeah. There's some guys out this and that. I okay. This is, we're also looking at uh, the, the Oilers who are undefeated. So do we think they're going to win the Stanley? No. No, the, it, no, It's, listen, you know what I always thought and what my dad always told me, shout out again to Big Joe. Big Joe. My dad always told me, you know where the team's at by American Thanksgiving. And I say American Thanksgiving because I'm from Canada and our Thanksgiving <laughs> is before America's, just to let everyone know. And it my dad, right. my dad always said that, you know, at least, you know, at American Thanksgiving, a decent amount of games has been played that you know about where everything's going. unless so you're the f- five, six moves, games is way too early into the season. It's, uh, yeah, things aren't going to go the way they're going.
0: Yeah, and right now, are you watching this game? Like, this is a shit game right now. The the Red Wings and the Capitals are playing. This is terrible hockey.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of watching it and talking, and I've kind of just been kind of ignoring it because it just <laughs> it's so it really bad. just looks like it's kind of like boring, like bubble hockey, where I'm like, it's like oh, hockey. Yeah, it's oh, like you're right there, so I gotta pass it back to this guy, and then I can't go up, so I gotta go back, and then I go up, and I gotta go back again, and yeah. Um, Um, all right, Evan, let me ask you a question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know we've talked about it, but who are you more excited about right now? Lucas Raymond or more excited?
0: Yeah. So definitely a tough question. Um, I think my answer would be, um, Lucas Raymond for the fact that, um, I think it's harder to come by once in a generation. Not saying that either of these guys are generational talents. They could be. They could end up being. But I think it's harder to come by generational wingers who can score like Lucas Raymond can, who can possess the puck, who can run a power play, who can do all that sort of stuff that it is a defenseman. Um, I think there's an argument for that. But I I think I'm looking at the way of what I'd rather have, and I'd rather have a Lucas Raymond than a Mo Sider. And I think that we're blessed to have both because these guys are going to be in the league until you know 2035.
1: So yeah. Uh, so so what I would say is um I like I see where you're what you're saying. Whereas I would say um that uh yeah, we have one of the best forward prospects in the game in Lucas Raymond. But I would also be like, oh, but don't I want like a Victor Hedman on defense and And that's what we have right now, but it's also, I'm not saying it is already, so fans don't get upset and shit. Uh, But it could be uh, like uh, that, that Cider is better than Headman in the sense that. Cider uh, plays a complete game like Nick Lidstrom did, and Nick Lidstrom just com- continued to improve on every small thing he ever did until he. Got, and that like, seems yeah. like what Moritz Cider's doing. So I mean, listen, if if we got somebody even fucking that has enough talent in their pinky finger that Hedman has in his whole body, then we got a hell of a fucking player because Hedman is a talented son of a bitch. But I really think that with Mort Sider, we have, like, the next Headman, And I don't want to say the next Lidstrom, but I want to say, you know, it was coming out of the league, Lidstrom left, and then it was like, okay, who's the big defense now? Okay, it was right. coming in to be Carlson, Headman. Now who's it going to be? And not saying he's as good as Lidstrom, but I'm saying he might be, you know, one of the top f- f- five defensemen in the league right now. I mean – Cider, uh, Cider leads the league in – Cider leads rookies in assists with five, and Raymond leads rookies All, in everyone. goals with four and points with seven.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, the cool part is, too, that obviously, like, we knew, like, going into the season that our blue-chip prospects were Lucas Cider. Everyone knows that, but, um, you know – in the, in the coming years, we have guys like Jonathan Berggren, Joe Valeno, uh, Simone Edvinson, Sebastian Casa. We have a long, we have a laundry list of prospects coming up. So, I don't think that Red Wings should get too, Red Wings fans should get too used to, like, the star-studded, you know, like, rookies we have, but I don't think that they're going to take a far step back in the years coming with, like, the guys that we have, and especially if the Red Wings, you know, get back to the, you know, what we saw last year in the last five years of Red Wings hockey, we're going to get another one of those guys that's going to be a game breaker, so uh,
1: yeah. And, and have you seen Valeno this year in the American Hockey League?
0: Yeah, tearing it up. Th-
1: three goals in four games. Yeah, he's based. Yeah, but he's also a minus three. <laughs>
0: That's tough. See, like they should be, they should be better. Than but there. see, well, I I'm, I'm
1: a guy that I don't, I don't find minuses and pluses to be bad on a forward, especially a forward that plays a lot of ice time at all different levels. Now you look at Jonathan Berger and Bergen's minus two One assist Four games Okay He's a small kid He's getting adjusted To the fucking North American ice I know I've read some shit online People are bitching About Jonathan Berger Not being able to Hack it In North America They can shut Their fucking mouths Because Bergen Will fucking hack it And Bergen Will hack it Next fucking year When he probably yeah. Takes over for Robbie fucking Fabry Because If I'm Steve Osman, I ain't paying Robbie Fabry A fucking dollar Next year I'm sorry that's my point.
0: I I mean I would I would be fine with paying Fabry, but I, I would imagine his market value is gonna be around like three and a half, four million dollars. And I don't think that the way that we are right now, we probably don't need a Robbie Fabry. But if you yeah, like see half, that three, though, then, but yeah. that's
1: what I mean is the dollar amount because what do you think we gotta pay Zadina next year? Dude, right now he's really not worth that much. No, he's not. But if he does something He's now asking for Brady Kachuk money.
0: Oh God, I I don't I don't see that. Hey, but hey, like...
1: but 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 Zadina was drafted before him, and and they're the top two point getters in their draft so far. Zadina's gonna want that fucking money, and no, he's not worth it. I'd put him on the fucking trade bait this year. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Evan. The one thing I've wanted to know. F- what what would you give your your Steve Eisner right now? You're put in the general manager's office at Little Caesars. Yeah. What are you giving Buffalo for Jack Eichel? Um, Joe. Valeno. I'm not saying we need to make this trade, but I'm saying what what would you be comfortable with?
0: Yeah, I'd say Joe Valeno, uh, Phil in and a first.
1: Okay, you know what? I was I was right around you because I'm. I'm not okay if either Raymond or Sider come up in the conversation. No, then no, it no, no, talks no, off. No. See you later. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no. They could both be better than Eichel, and we don't even know if Eichel can ever play again. So that's where I'd be yeah. like, nope. See but, the counter argument, though? But, to yeah, that point. but uh, Valeno, um, and I would think Valeno, uh, Valeno. Maybe ronick yeah I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be okay, okay right. giving up ronick you know what i'd be okay dealing with troy stasher um, who who else did you say
0: i said uh valeno and uh, zadina in our first oh
1: yeah okay yeah i'm good with zadina and valeno and so if they wanted to if they wanted to package zadino valeno zadina valeno stetcher and ronick I'd be fucking fine with that. And and take a first or a second also. Like, I'm okay with it. Go ahead. You yeah. know that when Jack Eichel's healthy, that J- Joe is never going to be as good as Jack Eichel. Sorry, I hope Joe is a great fucking hockey player, but it's obviously clear that he's not as he's good like as Jack Eichel is. Yeah. Um,
0: I think that also if you go – I think a lot of people would say if you if you want to get Jack Eichel, you got to give up a, a premier prospect. Um, Lucas Raymond and Moser are off the table, obviously.
1: No, I but I think Valeno addresses that. Yeah, I see. I kind and of agree even and I even like with a younger player, Ronik and Stetscher could do that. Um, I would be comfortable hanging on to Valeno. And getting Eichel if it meant losing Rasmussen.
2: Who, oh, yeah. and I fu- yeah. and
1: I love Ras, buddy. I want Las to be I want Rasmussen to be the fucking first line center next week. But <laughs> I I'm okay, you know, giving him up to, to think about Joe Valeno for the future and then gain Jack fucking eichel. Yeah. I
0: Realistic, though, if Eichel was healthy and the Buffalo Sabres weren't in a position that they are right now, I think it would take a lot more than you know, what we're saying to get Jack Eichel. It would probably take either pick one of the three, Simone Edmondson, uh, Lucas Raymond,
1: or Mo Sider.
0: So, I just want to put that out there.
1: And, and, oh, and you see, you know what? I'm not giving up fucking Simone Edmondson either. Go fuck yourselves. Because
0: they're going to play blue line in a couple of years together, him and Mo. Yeah, I no, mean.
1: I'm not giving up Sider, Raymond, or Edmondson. None of them – you can't, you you can talk to me about Zadina. You can talk to me about Fabry. You can even talk to me about fucking Bertuzzi. I ain't talking to you about fucking Edmondson, Cider, or fucking Lucas. Right, yeah, I agree. Fu- um, fucking no, and you ain't talking to me about Sebastian fucking Kosa either.
0: No, yeah, he's got to be the anchor in the I'm, for sure. Listen, I'm going to
1: come on, what are we, episode five or six here, Evan? What are we going Six, on? yeah. Episode six. Sebastian Cosa. Is a better goaltender, career, than Carey Price. I'm calling it right here. That's Sebastian has never even played better. anything but juniors. I'm saying it. Holy he's a better Christ. goalie than fucking Carey Price.
0: <laughs> Boom. That's going to be the Sebastian
1: Kosa wins the Stanley Cup before he's 27 years old. Or his age 27 oh, yeah. season.
0: I can see before 27. Yeah. I can
1: well, see Well, then he's, then he's better than Price already. Oh, so <laughs> you <he> already fucking knows. <laughs> from I was a Canadian my too. shots. I already knew I was calling my shot. Yeah, Coach is going to be Canada's goalie for a long time, brother.
0: Yeah. All right, you want to wrap here, and then we'll come back for the, uh, like, halfway through the third and wrap up?
1: Sounds great, man. All right, see you soon. All right, talk to you soon.
0: One. All right, guys, we are now joined by Cameron Mio, uh, mainly known as the Octopus Thrower. He was at Game 1 opening night at LCA obviously throw the octopus on so cam how's it going thanks for coming on
2: good man what's going on
0: not a whole lot excited to talk with you uh we saw that video i saw it first on tiktok and it had like thirty thousand likes i'm like holy shit we got to get this guy on this is a fucking legendary video
2: so yeah honestly we got
0: you and we got you
2: it was crazy it was crazy so my buddy sends me a text message and he's like you have to throw the octopus at the home opener. I'm just like, what kind of message is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. from the best of friends, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah best so of I got friends,
2: a, exactly.
0: Got a couple questions. We'll we'll get into the octopus soon, but I just want to get your uh, your take on the Red Wings so far this year, and then we'll get into the fun stuff with the
2: octopus. All right, sounds good. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I mean, as far we're off to a hot start, obviously. Lucas Raymond's humming the first line entirely is just looking great. Most siders looking awesome. But, like, yeah, what's your take on the team so far? Uh, What's kind of, like, your prediction? What are you looking for this year?
2: Okay, well, I'll tell you right now, the Detroit Red Wings are definitely a contending team. I mean, they're a playoff team that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Dylan Larkin's our captain. You got to love it. You know, excited for the game against Anthony Manta for the first time tonight, you know, against Washington. So that's going to be a fun one. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Raymond's a legendary player. You, you got, like, the next DBY out there, if you ask me. Yo, yo, I mean, that's
1: exactly what he is. He set the same game. He sets the record for rookie points in a game. Then rookie, then the first rookie to score a hat trick, or the youngest rookie to score a hat trick. And he's the first. He's the uh, – since Steve Eiserman was drafted fourth overall, Raymond was the, the highest pick we've had at fourth overall, and Eisman drafts him. So, yes. Lucas Raymond's the real fucking deal, baby.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, he is. That's a fact.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so when I
0: first saw that video, you know, it was kind of like a montage of, uh, you know, your experience of getting the octopus in the arena, throwing it, obviously, and then kind of like the uh, aftermath of that. So first question I got for you, what, what's like the logistics of getting an octopus into the arena? Like, how does this come about? Do you have like an octopus dealer that you went to behind the scenes? How
2: does that all work? <laughs> So well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, the first objective is how you get the octopus. And fortunately, I have a buddy with the grocery store, and shout out to Village Market in Gross Point. All uh, right, but- shouts out Village Market, Market in Gross Point. Uh, uh you know, I-, I gave a call to the Garmos and said, "Hey, I I need an octopus because it's getting tossed on that ice <laughs> opening night. Like it's happening. <laughs> like, yeah, and-
1: we got you.
2: Don't worry. This seems yeah, like it- some
1: mafia shit, Cam." Like, I need a body. Yeah, we got you later tonight. Come by about 5.30, huh?
2: That's exactly how it went. And when I tell you he didn't even want to charge me, he said, just tag me. I know you're going to be famous.
0: (laughs) So, Cam, was this, like, premeditated? When did you figure out that you're going to toss this puss on the ice?
2: So, uh, you know, I told them I was like, look, I don't know, it's from the text message, you got to give me a day to think about this, because it's just fucking crazy. You're not trying to get kicked out of the Little Caesars arena for the rest of your life when you're a Red Wings fan. I mean, what the fuck? So, uh, I thought about it, and I said, you know what, the only way I'm doing it is if I post it on TikTok, and you know how TikTok is in today's day, it's going to go fucking viral if it's retired. Oh yeah,
1: brother. You were smart about it. You were smart about it.
2: So... Me and we're, there it is. They didn't even charge me for the octopus. I threw him 100 bones on the way out.
0: There you go. Uh, actually, All right. no, you brought up a oh, good point. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, one quick thing. You, you kind of brought it up. So what happened when you throw the puss on the ice? Did security come up to you? Like, oh, that's hey, what I was
1: going to ask. Were you? Kidding yeah, exactly.
0: Was? So what was the aftermath like?
2: so I launched it and you know I saw the guy on the bottom I obviously ignored it you can see in the video I gave him no attention yeah he got he got the intercom he for sure called my ass in but the guy on top that blocked you know the the access to the concourse looks at me as I'm just going nuts up there screaming nice toss and I was like fuck yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. That's awesome. that, that was like Lockie I ran to the bathroom, washed my hands because of how disgusting it was. Went to the bar for the first period and got slaughtered. <laughs> Let's go.
1: Yeah, no, so. So you, another... so you got kicked out, Cam. I I came back, second oh,
2: period. Okay, I just went to the like bar, fooled about guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get kicked out. Fuck up.
1: Okay, shit, man. So no, because I, I was I was gonna get into a story I had, but Evan, go ahead with your shit, and then we'll we'll touch back to a story I had with uh, dealing with getting thrown out of a game in the Motor City. But uh, okay, Evan, go ahead yeah, with your for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess like follow up to that.
0: Are people like coming up to you like in the stands, being like, "Oh fuck, you're like part of a legendary community of octopus throwers at, in Detroit sports history." Like, what was that like? Is, <laughs>
2: Like, I'm not kidding. Like, people really recognize me. I went to Chicago two weeks ago, staying at the Trump International, and the bartender's like, have we met before? And I'm like, no. And this was, like, two days after I went to the home opener. And she's like, are you sure? Like, I like, do you come in here often? And I was like, no. She goes, I've seen you. I was like, I just posted on TikTok. She goes, yeah, you threw the octopus. That's right. Like, she knew right Holy away. It was crazy. Shit. Bro, yeah. she wanted
1: your nut. She was up on you. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Because it is kind of a legendary thing to throw that octopus on the ice. Like, if You, you know, know
1: what that- it is? That's what I wanted. You know, it, up until I saw the whole TikTok video where how you got it in, I was always like, how you get it in? Do they, right. do they know you bringing it in or do they not know? And you know what? No. My, uh, when I was growing up, my neighbor across the street, who was one of my dad, shout out to my dad, Big Joe, one of his oldest friends, is the head usher. He was the head usher at Joe Lewis, and they move over to Little Caesars. He's still the head usher. I go, man, when I go to games, I go and I see him, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, where are you sitting? I'm like, yo, I'm up in the 200s and shit. He's like, no, not no more. And we'll he bring it he down to the 106. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was always like, and I never wanted to ask him, because then he would always, like, anytime he'd see me, he'd be like, you got a fucking buzz? <laughs> <Right. laughs>
2: so, yeah, you already know. There's no... uh There's no inside tip with these guys. They don't know that it's coming in. And and the best part is, at security. Obviously, I didn't mention it in the video, but security stopped me because they thought I had extra metal coming through and it's metal detectors. And uh, I I showed them my Apple Watch. I was like, that's the only other thing. They said, you sure? And then I had to lift my belly like I'm a fat ass. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not skinny, but, I, I mean, it was an extra 10 pounds that day. Let me tell you. And, uh, oh, the octopus came in weighing at 10 pounds, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was a big bitch. And uh, I I have to lift up the belly, show the belt, just so he thinks I had other metal under my belt. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: damn, you're a fucking legend. In
0: my mind, like, the the security and uh, all the folks that are working, like, at the LCA or Joe, whatever it is, if they see a puss, it's kind of like the opposite of the army. If you see something, don't say something, right? They kind of they kind of just let you go, you know. They know what they know what you're here for. Yeah, see, that's
1: what I always kind of thought was like: if they catch you with one, they'd be like, "Okay, you know, you're probably gonna get kicked out, but we'll let you in." And then I was like, you know, maybe yeah. it's not that way. So, but there is, you know, and the we most living the free. most uh, the most common thing which was right under my nose, I never even saw it. You know, just fucking saran wrap it up to your fucking stomach fucking well, cam fucking cam did it
2: yeah literally did you it You need
1: a mortgage get a fucking
0: cam he can throw yeah. on- so your buddy who was in the video with you the tiktok video um why didn't he also have a puss he was he wasn't strapped so what was the dynamic there he wasn't did you know,
1: strapped did you
0: know that you were going in alone or what, what was the deal there
2: Oh, I knew I was going in alone. They 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 were scared. I mean they they they'd right away like offered volunteers to go do this thing. <laughs> I mean they wanted to see it done. I happened to be the victim, you know what I mean? Like the only guy that's willing to do it. But uh I mean, he, he was like, you, you got to do it. I got to see it on the ice. I can't afford to get in trouble right now. Uh, I was like, all right, you know, I can't either, but I just don't think I am. Like, I'm going in confident. I'm going to raise hell in that atmosphere, and the Red Wings are going to become a playoff team once the octopus touches the fucking ice.
0: I love it. And we talk about Motor City. We just heard a motor raring in the background. So, Oh, yeah,
1: that, we did, didn't we? <laughs>
0: that was great timing. Um yeah, I mean, Wes. What else you got for him? Any other questions?
1: Uh, I got a, I got a few things for you, Cam. Uh, December eighteenth, buddy. What's your calendar look like? That's <laughs> all right. no worries.
0: Uh, Wes was asking you about your calendar. Wes, go ahead.
1: Hey, uh, Cam. Uh, the week uh, December eighteenth. It's a weekend. What you, you got? Something going on there?
2: Uh, no, I have nothing planned. What's popping?
1: All right. Ben and I, we gonna meet up in Detroit. Red Wings, Avalanche on a Saturday night. You know, maybe go to the casino. You down? MGM, I'm, I'm there. All right, okay, we're gonna so fucking do it.
2: I okay, got, another got thing I wanted to know.
1: Sorry, Cam. Any relation to Eddie Mio?
2: No. So Eddie Mio. Oh. So so Eddie Mio is an Italian uh, goalie that played for the Red Wings. I remember. Yo, him. I
1: know Eddie Mio, man. I know yep. Eddie. Yep, I know the history, believe and me. he's one of the greatest guys that there could ever be walking the earth, man, Eddie Mew. I mean, the, one, I, yo, when you're Wayne Gretzky's best friend, that says something. You should be honored. I mean,
2: because you're you're at a level that I can never be at. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, even to be boys with Eddie Mew, I mean, that's crazy. But uh, I'm, so Eddie Mew's Italian. I'm not. I'm actually Middle Eastern. Uh, I, I'm Chaldean, so... Oh, we're so you're the, my <laughs> Yep, yep. So we're the, we're the Catholics that originated in Iraq. I was born in this country, but my parents were born in Iraq. So you're and a
1: Chaldean? I, I am a Chaldean, yes, sir. Okay. My best friend is a Chaldean, so I really wanted to make sure that I, I wasn't wrong on that, because fuck... <laughs> Yep,
2: you got it. I'm Chaldean, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I'm actually 100%. I don't look Middle Eastern like most. At least I don't think I do. I've always been told I don't.
1: No, I don't think you do either, brother. Yeah, but yeah,
2: I'm 100% Chaldean, man.
1: Hey, that's cool as shit. Yes, yeah, sir. All, all right. Yes. Well, we got you maybe for a couple more minutes. Evan, anything you all want to ask them? Uh, yeah, just one we, thing. Maybe we can talk to him about a few things we were going to talk about, you know, while we still got him. Yeah,
0: we can. I just want to say that December 18th, there's one thing on the menu that I want to bring up. Um, there has Early to be a Johnson. squid involved, or an octopus involved. I don't know who's going to throw it, but there has to be a.
2: a... I mean, if there's got to be an octopus that day, I mean, we can make something happen. Village market There might have old... to be three. That's- village <laughs> market will put in
1: that order that's not a problem <laughs> yo evan you know i can't get kicked out before i talk with carly bro
0: that's true see i don't think we're gonna get kicked out though like we we have a living um person who's gone through the ringer and back like, i don't think that's the, the issue. yeah
1: there we go we got it i hey, mean, plus, plus i know the head usher we, we can get this under control boys
2: <laughs> oh that's it we're in there get us backstage yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know who I know backstage, but.
2: <laughs> Get us in there. Get us on the Zamboni.
1: <laughs> oh, I wish I knew Big Al Sabatka, maybe The
2: man, the I... myth, the legend. I mean, they don't call him Octopus L for no reason. Hell no.
1: <laughs> All right. You... Let, let me ask you now, Cam. You go. Lucas Raymond or Moe Cider? Who are you more pumped for right now, man? Wow. Isn't that Mo's, a hard fucking question? Mo Sider's a
2: big boy on the defensive line. How don't you like him? I love him. I love him.
1: But isn't that a hard question? Who are you more excited for? God. Yeah, it
2: is. It is. is. Like,
1: Detroit ain't known a question like that. It's like, yeah, I'm excited for Datsu. Then I'm excited for Zetterberg. And then it's You're like, right. oh, now I'm excited for, like, uh, oh, Larkin. It's like I got another now it's like now on the ice. When have you seen same, that? Yeah, exactly. We got two at the same time, and it's like. Bill, give me it, give me it, give
2: me it, give me it. If uh, Look, I've been very indecisive for the next jersey that I'm purchasing, and this is basically the jersey question you're asking me. All right, let's hear it. I think i got to go with Lucas Raymond.
1: That's what I want to do, too. You know Evan's already got a Cider, a Raymond, uh, fucking Edvinson, and what else you got, Evan? How's it, yeah? I got the four yeah. last draft picks, so. He's, bro, he's even got Edmondson. Edmondson ain't even got a number yet. and He's got him over an advocator jersey. All right. Jersey's
0: <laughs> coming straight from China though, so they're not real. Hey,
1: oh, oh hey, <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Alright, yeah, you just sealed the deal for me. Lucas Raymond did
1: this. He's getting the jersey. That's what I. that's what I'm about to get too, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid.
0: Perfect. All right, cool. else,
2: guys, I mean, yeah, it was, it was the best experience, honestly. It was, there, there was really no rush, like, in the heart. It was just all fun and games, and that octopus got on that
1: ice, and that's that was the goal. <laughs> Cam, it I looked amazing, it. brother. It was amazing talking to you. Thank you. And uh, Thank you, I, I really do want to get together to December 18th there, Colorado. Let's find each other at the Little Caesars, eh? Or maybe, or maybe at the casino beforehand.
2: As of now, sounds like a plan,
1: my man. All right, buddy. Love you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Sounds good.
0: Take care, guys. See you, boys. Hey, guys. So we're just going to call the podcast there. We got a little too sauce last night, but um, I'll do the post-game press conference that I usually do on Twitter right now, super quick. Uh, Red Wings win in overtime. Dylan Larkin uh, buries the goal, slams into the boards, and embraces a Red Wings fan in the crowd. That was electric. (laughs) A uh, great pass from Lucas Raymond. Um, that game was sloppy and kind of gross on both sides, I would say. But that's the way that the Red Wings are going to win, I think, this year. Um, you know, they're either going to make you play, like, a gross game, and if not, they'll make you play a physical game, and they're not afraid to do that either way. So um, coaching was fine that game. Heronic was back in the lineup. He was all right. Um, Mo Sider looked great. He gets better every game. Uh, Dylan Larkin looked good. That first one was just humming again. So, um. Couple more scoring chances I would like to see from the first line and especially the second line, the Zadina line, but um, you know, overall not too bad. Um but yeah, thanks for listening and we'll be back next Thursday. Peace.